Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast that will never become a five star. Wait, is that you know what I mean? That's a good thing. We are a five star podcast. We'll never become five stars. Look, you guys know the drill. You've heard the stories. This is Third Shift. I'm Matt. He's Eric. Eric, what happened this week? Oh man, I just got a big old grid on my face, just sitting there watching you go back and forth on five star. <laughs> That was good. I like it. I can appreciate that. I was just realized, like, hey, if you're tuning in, this will never be a five-star show. But no, but it Aww. is. Go back and listen to the previous stories at the five-star wonderment. You'll understand. You'll understand what we're talking about. Gosh dang yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get you. I got you. We have a whole backstory here. <laughs> We've got Third Shift lore. This is set in stone. It is. Third Shift storyline. It actually quite literally is Third Shift uh. lore. <laughs> <laughs> So, my week, well, let's see, hmm, a whole bunch of nothing. Uh, it's been a pretty, uh, you know, average week, I guess. The only highlight was I got to do a wonderful Talented Tuesday. Uh, yes. You know, and I'm sure we'll talk uh, about we'll that talk, here shortly. We'll talk about that yep, later. Yeah, we'll talk right, about that right. a little bit later. Beyond that, played some video games, as they call them, but nothing special. You know, I, I hate to say it, but gosh bless, man. It's been a pretty lame week. It's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I hope for better. I'm sorry. Ooh. Hey, man, what Boo. can I say when the, when your week is literally go to work, come home, be a family man, go to sleep, mm. go to work, go to... It, it, I hate to do it. There's just nothing. I did nothing exciting. <laughs> Sad. Terrible. Matt, you got to carry it. Well, to make up for that, <laughs> I did a bunch of exciting stuff. Two things, first off, were things that I watched that were exciting, because, of course, it was WrestleMania weekend this past weekend, so I watched NXT TakeOver New Orleans, saw some of the best matches and best put-together storylines and builds, and, you know, these matches are like the climax of these six to, you know, however many month builds of the wrestling storylines. Absolutely fantastic. Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa was amazing, just perfect in every way, and brutal, like... I have never before seen, or at least not in a long time, seen a matches where, you know, guys are hitting each other and stuff, but they actually are getting swollen up where they're getting hit. Like, Tommaso Ciampa's eye was, like, half swollen shut because you could tell they were, they were laying it in. So that was impressive. And then the next night, I watched, like, 18 million hours of WrestleMania because that show is ridiculously long, and it didn't even hold a candle to NXT TakeOver, which was three hours and was just tight and snappy and popping and good. And then WrestleMania, this big bloated lumbering beast comes in and goes, I got some good stuff, but I got some bad stuff. And I'm also, it's like eating like two Jersey Giant subs. It's impossible, like, it's man. Like, oh, you can't do that. Like, oh, this, this is kind of good. Oh, it's turning bad. Oh, God, I'm just tired. There's, there's four more matches? Are you kidding me? No. Ah. Uh, and then you end, you're just exhausted, and you're like, oh, I'm just going to lay down. I can't do anything else. That's it. You're not selling me on Wrestle, WrestleMania and WWE, man. Well, WrestleMania itself, I mean, they generally put on good shows. I'm not like a WWE basher, but du- WrestleMania itself is just too damn long. They get two hours of pre-show, like five hours of the main show. It's just too much. they got to trim the fat. If you watch NXT, that's, that's an hour a week, bam, bam, bam. Their takeover events are like two, two and a half hours. This last one was three because it was the big one. So it's just, 
it's tight, it's concise, it's well booked, it's really nice. I almost like it better than the the main roster stuff, but that's just me. So there you go. Well, and I don't understand too with WWE having so many uh, pay per view events, why they couldn't easily trim down the fat and kind of throw some of those events into some of the other pay per views, or heck, throw you know the uh, the Monday Night Raws or whatever it is nowadays. I don't know what they're called, but throw them into those shows and you know hype them up a little bit more, bring a little bit more of your A game to those. It seems like well, I, I will I will say I think part of it is, and people who've you know been on other other podcasts and stuff have talked about it. At WrestleMania, Vince likes to get everybody on the card. That way, nobody's you know sad and oh, I didn't have a match. What the hell? Ah, uh, makes so sense. So they got they got like two big battle royals for the men and the women, and then it's just like every storyline that's been going on throughout the year through the last few months just throwing them all at the wall and they're, they're all sticking and they're all there and it's it's the biggest show of the year it's the granddaddy of them all it's all the other taglines they use you know it's you got to get everybody on there i guess mm-hmm. i get you makes sense and then on monday night the very next day i went to williamston theater and i went to one of their cool play reading events with professional actors it was directed by a professional too but they just kind of read the play out loud in front of a little audience. You throw a little donation to go in. I watched The Making of a Great Moment. That was really good, kind of really poignant, really funny in lots of ways. Just kind of a, it wasn't like a dark play, but it, it kind of made you think. And then it also had really lighthearted moments. So that was a lot of fun. That's part of their Dark Nights in Billtown series. And speaking of the Dark Knight, hey, I beat season two of Telltale Batman. How's that for a segue, Woo! sucker? God, I'm good. And then can I just chime in? And still mm. a little bit of that, you know, just... Oh, I forgot. Oh, okay. No, I'm just saying, I finally beat season one in Telltale Batman. Yeah! <laughs> Heck yeah! <laughs> that was something I did this week that was enjoyable. There you go. Ha. See, there you go. And I've already said I loved season one. I liked season two even more because a lot of the characters, and I'm not going to spoil any ones that pop up. I mean, you know a couple already, but... and I believe most people know the character that this season is centered around, but in case anybody doesn't, I'm not going to spoil it. Some of those characters are my new favorite incarnations of those characters. Like, I mean, obviously, Mark Hamill will always be the voice of Joker, and Arlene Sorkin will always be the voice of Harley Quinn, but these versions of, well, I guess I could just spoil it right there, but these versions of those characters are my new favorites. Just the way they're developed, the way they act, the way their storylines intersect with everybody. It's so good. Oh, it's Troy. So good. It's Troy Baker doing the voice for the Joker in this one, right? He's Batman. Yes, that's it. Ha, ah, that's it. I was like, I recognize his voice in this. I had this stupid, I had this argument in my head the other night, actually. And I was sitting there listening mm. to it right before I beat it. And it was like, no, that's Troy Baker's Batman. That's right. Now it's all mm. coming back to me. Woo, God. <laughs> and I will say, I think we talked about it a little bit, and you're like, oh, it's Catwoman, blah, blah, blah. I think the fact that Laura Bailey, who was the voice of Fiona in Tales from the Borderlands, and the boss in Saints Road 4, when you pick a female voice, mm-hmm. she's the voice of Catwoman. So I couldn't say no to that Catwoman, because that voice just it evokes such good memories in my head. That was just like, heck yeah, you're awesome. You're awesome, Catwoman. I'm doing everything that you want me to do. Oh, I, Hoo-hoo-rah. I try. She's just mean, though. She's so mean to me. You got to be nice to her. I am. I'm always nice to her. I love her anyway. Mm. But she's like, picks on me and hits me. and she, It's an abusive relationship, but it's all right. You just got to know how to pet those cats. You can't stroke <laughs> them the wrong way. <laughs> oh, God. 
<laughs> so another cool game I started getting into is I talked about on one of the early IG2Gs, uh, Danganronpa 1 and 2 Reload, like the collection that came out of former PS Vita games. It's now on PS4. I started playing Danganronpa 1, Trigger Happy Havoc, I believe is what it's officially called. That game is so good. So good. It's like a perfect mix between the Phoenix Wright games, which you know I love, investigating and having a trial and all this stuff, and then the other Spike Chunsoft series, the Zero Escape series, which I'm always a super fan of, because it's I mean, ba- the basic storyline, at least for this one, is you're trapped in a high school with 14 other kids, and the only way to get out is there's this like little like mascot bear dude who's like... He's like split in half, like Two-Face, one side's white and one side's black and evil looking. And he says, hey, the only way to get out of here, unless you want to just stay here forever, is you have to kill one of your classmates and get away with it. If you do that, you get to graduate and leave. Everyone else gets killed. And if you kill somebody and they have a trial and they do pick you, then you die, but everyone else lives. So it's kind of interesting as you're going into these trials after the murders because... You know, you want to figure out who did it, but you also are saving everyone else by doing it. So it's not just like, hey, you're the bad guy. It's also, you know, or if there's a trial where you're accused, it's not, hey, I just want to save myself. It's, I want to save myself and everyone else because we're all going to die if we don't find the right person. And I know it's not me because I didn't do it. So it's really cool. It's really dark and kind of gruesome. I would say the only thing I don't like about it is that all the blood is pink. For some reason, Hmm. it's not red. I think probably just because they're all high school students, so it's, hey, look, let's murder a bunch of kids and have blood all over the screen. Well, it's probably an AO then. That's the only thing I can think of. And nobody wants that. AO is not good for anybody. I wouldn't be able to play it right now if it was AO, because I'm sure it wouldn't be on PlayStation Network, which is where I got it from. Exactly. So that wraps up my week. Dang. Man, I did it. You did it, man. You carried it. I'll just chime in one last time and say that uh, I did start a new tune on a whole new server in World of Warcraft. And uh, I generally hate leveling. I've never been a fan of it. I've always just rolled with one character. And, and over time, I've accrued around 9 or 10 max level characters. But I just have done it out of necessity, not out of like desire to do it. But this time, I was like, ah, oh, to hell with it. They revamped the entire system so you can level up anywhere you want. And then like the enemies will level with you and you can just go through the entire storylines now instead of just moving to exactly where you need to then moving on or dungeon crawling and then just skipping entire storylines altogether. Mm-hmm. And I find it extremely awesome. So I can go with my buddy or my brother, Jared, and go into one zone and then he can leave and go level do what he wants. I can go to a different zone and start leveling. And then when he, me and him are back on together again, we can go back to that zone we were at. And even though maybe he's 20 levels ahead of me, it doesn't matter. Because everything zones to whoever, whatever you are. So everything will be 40 for him, but 25 for me. So he can he can level with me, do quests with me, and we're both getting the same XP that's relevant to our actual level. So nice. it makes it so you can play with your friends or whatever all the time. And I find that just spot on perfect for, of course, an MMO. Whereas before it was like, you've, you know, you've said before, hurry up, go, 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 get up here, get up here so you can go do this. Oh, you don't want to hurry up? Then see you later. See you in a month and a half when you're uh, maxed out and ready to go. Bye. Yeah. Now it's not that. Now it's like, no, I, you know, I can come help you out because I'm going to get whatever's relevant to me, you know, by killing these baddies. So I'll get the gold that I would get on any other mob that's level 110, et cetera, et cetera. 
pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. I'm having a lot of fun. Kind of, it's neat to go back and especially play a class I haven't ever played before. So I'm kind of getting that storyline and seeing some new content as well as some of my favorite oldies. It's uh, it's nostalgic. It's fun, and it's really getting me, you know, of course, back in that groove, back in that grind for Battle for Azeroth, which is right around the corner. Speaking of things we did back in the day and getting together with your old friends to experience those things again, we did Talent to Tuesday. Thanks to our buddy Sean Haggerty. He donated his beautiful version of Tannis, his, 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 his 2D wife, his 3D cell-shaded-ish wife. So we all did some excellent art. I mean, I was voted the master craft of art. So, I mean, even Danny can't hold a candle to that. Well, you know, I'm not sure how you got that out of the conversation. But I will say... He literally said, I created a master craft. That's how I got it out of that. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, choose, <laughs> I choose to not believe that, but that's okay. <laughs> you can be... It's okay to be jealous. It's, it's well, all right. I know, understand. I'm mildly jealous because he was so disappointed. You know, and I spent... A couple hours, of course, minutes of those hours every hour working on this yeah. project. And he said he was very disappointed with it. And, you know, I'm a man of truth, and I'm just sorry. I'm trying to do him and everybody else a favor by putting Tannis where mm-hmm. she belongs, <laughs> which is in the grave, mm-hmm. and just make sure that you can move on, Sean, because she's going to stab you in the back. She's going to kill you. And you you've even admitted that this is going to probably happen. I want you to stick around. So I'm trying to do you a favor, even though you don't want to have it. You don't want to hear nothing about it. He wanted me to draw a lavishly just drawn beautiful Tannis whom he could just look at and admire. and blah. It wasn't going to happen. <laughs> she, what, she didn't deserve it. She's a backstabbing betrayer who doesn't deserve anything. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Sean. Sorry that I disappointed you with my gravestone and everything else. But you know what? I'm just trying to keep you around for a little bit longer. <laughs> so, of course, Eric put her in the ground. Danny did a really nice, cute, like, anime-style Tannis hugging like a fish. I didn't really get the reference. It's probably something I've forgotten. Yes, you did forget. Cause, okay, because there's an Easter egg where if you watch long enough, she comes out riding a fish and then just goes back into the lava or whatever. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So, yes, that's where that comes from. It's something we never actually watched because, you know, we were always drunk playing Borderlands constantly. But it's something true, I saw true. later on through some, you know, streams or something I watched. Cool. Well, hey, props to Danny for getting that awesome reference. And, hey, speaking of awesome references, you had to love my two chairs, Clark and Philippe, having a conversation while Tannis was doing all the crap on the floor or the ceiling or the ceiling floor, however you want to think about it. So I was just thinking, man, what would two ceiling chairs talk about? They would have an existential crisis going, is the outside really, are they on the floor and we're on the ceiling? No, idiot. We're, 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 chairs. we're chairs. Chairs go on the floor. Uh-huh. We have to be on the floor. That's just the way this works. Mm-hmm. They just don't understand the madness that is tennis. They don't understand. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so... Again, Sean said he was very sad that we didn't draw Tannis. So how about this? The next Talented Tuesday we do, which will be in two weeks, because Joe's O's got pressured into submitting Talented Tuesday art theme competition-ly goodness. His theme was Minrex Next Meal. How about I draw Tannis for that? You'll have that to look forward to, Sean and Joe's O's. But in the meantime, next Tuesday, coming up this next week, we got IG2G episode 27. Uh, I know something I'm going to be talking about. 
Well, I, I know quite a few games we're going to be talking about for that IG2G, as a matter of fact. Three come to mind at this particular moment. So I'm super excited to get on to that and uh, have a little bit of fun with that. Absolutely. And hey, you know it's always fun. Shift codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands, the pre-sequel. So hit up the Twitter, the forums, the Reddit, the Instagram, the website. Hit up your preferred shift code provider. Oh, go grab those up. I'm so glad I get to say it again this week. Woo! Yes. And I just want to make a side note. After last week, we were so sad that they did not post that, and then we had to come up with our own thing to do, which was breaking into homes and stealing real loot. Yeah. Do you see how fast they were? It wasn't even a day, and they had those Mm -hmm. keys out. They heard the podcast, and they said, oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. We can't support this. No, no, no. Get the shift keys out before these these crazies start robbing houses, taking loot. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So you're welcome, everybody. Our antics provided you with shift keys to use to get awesome guns and to kill more psychos in Borderlands. And speaking of guns and killing, we got the Battleborn free rotation for you guys. This week, we have, oh, I wrote it so small because I had, like, no room for show notes. Beatrix, Marquis, Boulder, Ernest, Caldarius, and it says Ska, Shane and Oryx, SNA, there we go. <laughs> Ska. What do you think of the lineup, dude? It looks like Ska. Ska. What do you want from me? We got me? Ska. Fantastic. You know what? Ska's a good character in Battleborn. Probably one of my favorites. Use that character a lot. A lot. Wears like a fedora and plays like a like a, a horn of some sort, and then this guy with like a bass. Yeah, with some like some you know weird tattoos. Probably a Green Day one from like the earlier earlier days, you know, and the, oh, yeah, something oh, like yeah. that. I don't, who knows? All I know is you're gonna want to play as Beatrix. Cause Beatrix has like grenades in her like big mm. giant weird canister thing, and then you shoot yeah. the grenades out of her weird canister. It's super fun. It's a lot of just, oh, man, AoE damage everywhere. And then, of course, she has this really cool flying ability. She can, like, warp zone to characters, and then she bites them. It's the coolest stuff ever. I'm thinking she's probably, like, an A++ character. Pretty neat. I like it. Pretty good rotation. Lots of fun. Play Beatrix with the bombs and the warp speed stuff. So, of course, what do you think, Matt? What's this, what's this one looking like for you? Eh, thumbs down. Let's move on. Bada bing, bada boom. Thumbs down, not a good rotation. Of course, we have Fortnite, and we would have super cool Fortnite patch notes for you, but they've been having a lot of downtime yesterday and today. But, as they always do, when they do have a lot of downtime, they're giving away free stuff. I know for Battle Royale, you're going to be getting a free backbling piece for Save the World. You're getting a Troll Stash Llama, and I think they said coming up either today or tomorrow, as we're recording this, they're going to be giving uh, battle points for your battle pass and then uh, seasonal gold, I believe, for the Save the World Yeah, it was mode. the seasonal gold. Mm-hmm. So all kinds of good rewards. I mean, they do it right. Hey, we're trying to make a thing work. Oh, it's kind of broken. Oh, we're going to be working on it all for the long haul. Free stuff, free stuff, free stuff, free stuff. Love us. And we do. Well, and, and speaking on this, this was a kind of big update. I mean, they literally made it so the load-in times are shorter and faster. And oh, yeah. I don't know what it all entails, but I'm sure it entails a lot of strange work on the back end of the machine or the game or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. So something was bound to kind of go wrong, and maybe that's not it at all. I don't know, but I assume it's got something to do with it. I would feel like you at least have to clean up like a bunch of junk code if it's loading in assets to the game that aren't for the map you're using or something, because it is still an early access game. Both sides of it are, mm-hmm. technically, right? So, I mean, I'm sure they're just going through and, like, sweeping out a lot of that stuff that 
like we're going to talk about with Compulsion Games, the kind of stuff that they've been cleaning up for the last couple months. I'm sure they're doing that whole thing. So let's clean this up. Oh, it broke that, that, and that. Well, somebody get on that, that, and that. It's going to happen. And, of course, by the time you guys hear this, they'll probably all have it all fixed up and running, no big deal. Oh, yeah. But either way, just in case you didn't know they are giving away all sorts of cool free stuff, you're going to want to check that out because they wanted to make sure everybody was happy and understood that they understand it sucks when you can't play and they want to make you, you know, just feel better about yourself. Feel good about yourself even though this kind of thing happens. Yeah, like, like I said, it's just a good faith move, you know. We're having issues, so here, just instant free things. So, oh, I'm really grumpy about it. But they made good in the only way that they could, so there you go. Exactly. But then diving into the patch notes, you did mention the uh, the loading speed increased. I know in Battle Royale they're going to be implementing the replay system, which I talked about quite a few episodes ago now, so it's good to see it in there. And I'm excited to see what kind of crazy plays, what kind of crazy movies, what kind of crazy everything all these creative people can do because it's got all kinds of tools in there, like put like a camera on a drone and attach it to a player and have it actively follow or like lazily follow or all, all kinds of other camera options and everything's in this mode. It's nuts. That's what I thought was so cool about it is it's not just your basic, hey, here's the one shot, this is what you get, here's your replay. No, it has all sorts of options for you to go back and check things out from different angles, different viewpoints, different ways. It allows you, the individual streaming and then wanting to create content, to have a lot of options to make cool stuff, like you said, I think that was pretty neat. I like it. I like it a lot. One thing, of course, we'd be remiss, Matt, without talking about is yeah, the biggest yeah. item ever. I mean, this one, I came running to you going, Oh, my God. Blah, 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 blah. Man, you can't see it. Wow. Oh, my God. Yes, you did. I was doing like cartwheels. It was so great. And that is the Port-A-Fort, okay? <laughs> this is a game changer. And I know that's... Everybody's talking about it right now. Everybody's saying the exact same thing I just said. It's a game changer. It is. It mm. is. I suck at building these forts. I suck. <laughs> when I say suck at it, I suck at quickly doing it. I'm a, yeah, I'm a yeah. stumbly, bumbly old man. My belly you know, pops out and hits my hands. I can't figure buttons out right. What's R1? What's L2? What is R1 button? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So when it comes to like someone starting to shoot me and I need to pop up a couple walls and a ladder so I can pop up and get them, I don't know. I, you know I, by the time I stumble through it, they've shot me and I'm dead, which is why I've resorted to hiding in houses constantly and surviving like a little cockroach. That's the only way I can do it. This, if I can find a couple of them, changes the whole game for me. Because if I can make it to the end, you know, the last little squadron there, the last little circle, or at least two of the last circles, doesn't matter, whatever, I pop a fort up, boom, I'm hitting up top, I'm hiding, I'm getting on the roof, I'm able to do some sniping, some long shots, keep people out. It's fantastic. And for those of you who don't know, the port of fort is a three-story building. It's going to have one entrance, a door, it's going to have uh, inside tires so you can easy access right up to the rooftop. And just basically gives you a huge advantage quickly and allows you to take out enemies from afar, up close, get away from things. It's just a fantastic tool for those who are... Uh, uh, impaired like myself. Now, I will say, I was very, very excited about it, but my brain sparked off cool ideas, and I was like, man, obviously, you throw it down, it makes a fort happen. I was thinking to myself, what if it was like that save the world mode, where you got to build your own little base beforehand, before you went in and it spawned your base in? I was thinking, how cool would it be if you could 
oh, hey, look, build your port fort What maybe before you get on the battle bus or in your own little, you know, build them up mode beforehand. And then when you throw it down, boom, it's your own personal port fort that would have been fantastic. What they have is pretty cool. I do like it. I'm excited about it. I like the just like the capsule corp idea of it. Just Dragon Ball Z and just poof. Now there's a building. Mm-hmm. But it would have been so much cooler my way. They should just call up your buddy Doc Funky, man. You know, call me up. I'm over here. You know, five 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 five. That's me. Yeah, good Hollywood. I like it. Fantastic. <laughs> now I'll say this: that is a great idea. But can you imagine the back end of that? Having to save yeah, yeah. three million players' personal forts to say, pop up. A hundred forts at a time, you got to load that in. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut down on the loading <laughs> time. Just to increase it by like... And then we exploded them ridiculously. 50%. <laughs> it's bad news bears. That wouldn't work, but it is uh, a cool idea. I like it. Because then, of course, it'll allow you to be uh, sneaky with your fort because then everybody would have to enter an unknown area to come get you, et cetera, et cetera, which would be really cool. Mm. And then also, let's see, what else we got in the patch notes? There were a couple things. I did notice that they did nerf the guided missile, like its turn speed and its max speed, which I believe was probably warranted because any guided missile plays I saw, as soon as somebody got it, they wrecked the entire map. They just owned everybody. And no matter how fast you could build walls, they could always find a way in with that guided missile. So this is probably needed. There was the uh, 50 50 Battle Royale version 2, but that, of course, was part of the whole problem why... Everything got turned into poo-poo. And then one other thing that I thought was cool in the Battle Royale mode, you and I don't squad up much, and if we do, we're just in a party chat, so it doesn't really matter. But they did add some like text-based squad comms. So if you're in just a squad with randos, you can be like, hey, enemy sighted, enemy you know, need help over here, or whatever all the options were. It's always good to have you know in-game text-based options because a lot of people just don't use mics, or their mics are broken, or they can't talk because there's a baby in the room sleeping whatever it is i thought it was a good addition every other good pvp game has this in there so this needed it too i also think in the save the world they introduced a couple new subclasses if i'm not mistaken it was well they have the the cyberpunk heroes well that's that's a whole new thing well i do know something else i'm excited about for save the world is they've got the into the storm quest line and the thunder route 99 map so it's kind of like your Route 66s, you're off in a desert seeing abandoned old gas stations and ghost towns and stuff. So another good change of pace. I like Save the World stuff, so more new maps with more variety. It's always good for me. What else did you notice, Eric? Well, see, here now I'm confused because, of course, like you said, we got the Cyberpunk Heroes introduced, which are fantastic, along with the Cyberpunk weapons. But mm. when I was reading through the Save the Heroes section, it said uh, New Soldier Subclass. And so I was thinking when I read subclass, I thought it meant, uh, you know, the type, like uh, bullet storm, you know what I mean? Which is yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. what it says. There's a bullet storm, the harvester, heavy base, and then uh, the TEDD TED shot. But of course, in that same sentence, it's talking about cyberpunk heroes added. Yeah, I think those are the new cyberpunk okay, heroes. Okay, so the new cyberpunk heroes are indeed the new subclass characters. So it's tied in. They are a new look and also a new subclass. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Just like the, uh, what were the other heroes? That, that like first batch, like the scavengers? Yeah. Because they kind of had like mixed classes mm-hmm. and they were new scavengers. Yeah, so heroes. it's the same, it's it's the same, the same, same deal. exact deal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't certain on that. I wasn't sure if the others were just skins and then these were going to be like their old new, like a, a subclass or if they were just mm. mixed. But yeah, you're right. It's just mixed. 
the cyberpunk characters are new subclasses in and of themselves. And, of course, those cyberpunk weapons. Oh, those look so good. Man, I like it. I like anything they do that's got that Tron-y look to it. I don't know why. I've just always loved it. I'm always in love. Yeah, anytime there's a cyberpunk or a neon anything, it just takes me back to, you know, the the halcyon sci-fi days of my youth, man. Those sci-fi 80s movies with the, obviously, Blade Runner's the number one. You got the dark shadows and, like, the bright neon. and I love that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Makes me want to watch the new Blade Runner all over again. Oh. You know, I should. I haven't seen it since we saw it in Near the Near have I, yeah. Same, yeah. same exact same thing here. I'm just like, man, I really need to get that movie and watch it. But mm-hmm. that's a tangent. I digress. <laughs> I want to watch the original one, too, now. So man. do I. Oh, man. I shouldn't have said hey, Blade Runner. We should get that's together the... in real life and watch Blade Runner and then watch <laughs> Blade Runner 24. Or we could just sit at home and drink beer. beers. <laughs> <laughs> what a great idea. That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> and of course we'd be remiss if we didn't state that survive the storm has returned so it has improved yeah. rewards and all sorts of cool new stuff if you want more on that obviously read the patch notes it was a lot of fun unfortunately for us we were drunk and had lots of people leaving us so made it a lot harder than it needed to be <laughs> i look forward to getting there again and trying it drunk 2.0 we'll see maybe this time it's version two so people will understand what they're getting into it's like, oh, survive the storm. I'll play like one round. What, it's 10? <laughs> Screw this. Yeah. I think that's exactly what happened. I don't have mm. all day for this. Negative. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Oh, I, I can't do this with defenders. How do I craft ammo? How do I drop ammo? <laughs> what? Oh, God. We're dead. <laughs> uh, good times. And speaking of good times, what's always a good time? The Compulsion Games Weekly Journal. This week they focused on the evolution of the inventory system. What are some cool things that stood out for you on this one, dude? All right. Well, first, I just want to make a quick side note. That first iteration of their inventory, wow, that's mm. bad. Holy mackerel, <laughs> that was bad. I was looking at that, I'm like, holy God, what are we at, 1992? Oh, <laughs> I will say I liked the thought of the system of it, though, where, like, you could get a jacket that had, like, 18 million pouches in it and get some pants with, like, a bunch of pouches and a briefcase that hold a bunch of stuff. So, like, you'd be excited for each new jacket and stuff you get. Like, oh, this one looks cool, but I can only hold four things versus this crummy one when I can hold eight. Well, you know, I like that kind of, like, nitty-gritty, super detail you know, pick and choose your your thing. Mm-hmm. I like that kind of thing. So that part of it appealed to me. But I agree that it looked like like Diablo one. Yeah, like exactly. That's was. what I was thinking was Diablo. And it was funny because <laughs> you mentioned Diablo, and through those iterations, that's exactly what came to mind. Was it was like they were trying to go from just like a RPG standpoint, and then they were just trying to go for like a no, like they had talked about a DayZ kind of thing going. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, the Diablo, in my opinion, would fit way better. And they ended up kind of like the really cool hybrid version of all of them together, which I, I appreciate. Yeah. But my biggest point that I took away from this one was they talked about having the pause screen not be a real pause screen, where you're actually still yeah. in game to build the tension, and then how they at the very end decided to make it so it's a real pause screen. And they went, you know, they were going back and forth on that, obviously. And I'm so happy with where they ended up because whilst I appreciate the tension involved with there not being a real pause so you have to get in there and make quick decisions figure out what you want to do even as they admitted with this game moving forward as much as it had 
it become more of an RPG than a, a survival type game. And if you're in an mm-hmm. RPG, you need to be able to go in your inventory and clean it, categorize it, figure out what you have, what's useful, what's not, put it where it needs to be, think about what you're doing to progress in the story and be the best you that you can possibly be. So I'm glad that they ended up there because from everything I know of the of the game thus far, it has definitely progressed farther than just being a, hey, survive to the end, see what you do, do it over and over and over and over again. Yeah, I will say once they, you know, because they got about into that no pause screen thing about in the middle of the article and it like raised the hairs on the back of my neck. I was like, that's going to be so cool because, you know me, I'm the stealth gamer. So there'd be nothing better than tucking into that perfect little nook and cranny and like, all right, I'm going to need to get my axe out and then have this decoy bomb and have the other thing. But while I'm doing that, maybe the whole guard, you know, patrols have all switched around. So I was, I was just, it, it put me right in that mode of, all right, I'm going to have to plan it out perfect. And then they changed it. So I understand exactly like you said, what, when it is an RPG, you're going to want to be able to manage everything without that stress looming over your shoulder, especially because it's getting more story-based. So I, I totally understand and I agree with what they did, but that mention of it maybe have not been, not being a proper pause screen, it got me all excited. So I, I don't know, I, I would have liked it that way too, but like you said, since it's more of a story and you have to experience the whole thing versus just a, you know, a roguelike, run, 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 get as far as you can. Totally understand that. But speaking of prioritizing and itemizing your stuff, I thought it was really cool how they talked about the the quick menu and the the hot slots or whatever it is and how some of those are pretty much auto-filled because you're always going to want a good healing option. So that's always going to be in your top one. And then there was, I forget what the bottom one was, but some other kind of tool that kind of auto-filled so you didn't have to worry about it a lot. I love when RPGs or other games do that. Like I think... Was it one of the Dragon Ages or maybe a Mass Effect or something? A healing item would always pop into your hot slot as long as you had one. Mm-hmm. And it would go from, you know, greater to mid to lesser. But it would always be there. So if you knew, I'm in trouble, just hit up. Boom. And that's a heal. Okay, I'm better. Yeah. So I really liked that, that they, they started off, you know, without it and then progressed into getting it and then worked on prioritizing it well. I feel like that's going to feel really good in the final game. Yeah, that was that was pretty interesting. But what caught my eye in the inventory was the the pound, the capacity, and mm-hmm. I instantly am terrified. Yeah. Because if you know who Eric is, you know Eric mm-hmm. keeps everything. Eric hoards everything. If I see a brick, <laughs> I'm picking the brick up. If I see a stone, uh-huh. I'm picking the stone up. Because <laughs> you have to know my background. I played a lot of Shadowgate, uh, Uninvited, uh, Maniac Mansion, games like that. So when you found an item, you grabbed the item and you kept it because you never, mm-hmm. never knew when that item might be just the item you need to get to the next room or next place. And these type of games don't follow in that footstep exactly, but you never know what's going to be useful. And so I keep everything in every game for everything <laughs> always. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm just gonna, Hey, you ready to go, Eric? No, I've got to got to sit in my inventory and try to throw something away. Hang on a minute. Oh, come on, dude. Let's play the game. Throw some strap away. Let's go. Go on, man. (laughs) I am literally that exact same guy. Anytime I play an Elder Scrolls game, I am always over-encumbered because I steal everything in the dungeon, everything in everyone's house, everything off the tables that I can. In Witcher 3, it was the same thing. Until I started 
once you got the stash and could just throw all your cool looking swords in there, that's all I did. But other than that, it was like, well, I have like 18 maces because I killed like 47 patrols on my way. Got 47 <laughs> steel swords. I got all these armor sets that I'm never going to use. Like, like all the one mile junky hour. armor sets. <laughs> yep. I'm like, well, call my horse over. All right. Get off the horse so I can go in the shop. Ka-chunk. 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 Oh, God. It'll be worth it. It's going to be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all the money I have to spend on nothing because I find all the good stuff out in the wild anyway. True. But yeah, I definitely felt your pain. As soon as they said, we went to a weight-based system, I went, no, I'm going to be crawling around and clumbering around. I'm going to be managing that so much. God, every single, every single thing that's not nailed down, I'm going to get, mm-hmm. which they did say, which is another thing they talked about, how in the early versions, all the items you could pick up were actually physically there in the world. And then they went to a more traditional system of, like, if you knock somebody out or open up a chest, then it's a container. So it, like, pops up a screen of the things you can take out of it, which obviously is good. But I really kind of thought the, like, the physical items in the world thing sounded really interesting because I haven't played a lot of games like that. Or if I have, they've been so long ago that I've forgotten about them. So I just thought that was, like, a cool thing of, like, actually finding a thing in the world. And, well, I know it's a thing because I can see it there and grab it. And now it's a tool in my hand. But traditional ways are always good because knock over a bobby and take 47 coins, 8 bone dusters, 17 sticks, 2 pairs of shoes, a pair of pants, a hat, and a coat, and a mask, and then do it again for the next one, and then again for the next one, and then again for the next one. Exactly. And then you're carrying around all the good things that you need to get the money that you need for no reason to carry on in the game and be fantastic. (laughs) I love it. Beyond that, that was uh, it for me this week. It was a good week. I appreciated it. I don't know if you got some more. It was uh, interesting for you, but I will say the one thing I really liked was how like self-deprecating they were all the way through. They're like, "Oh yeah, this terrible programmer art. It just stuck around for like seven months. Sorry, guys." Or like, oh, "What was I wrote down the quote exactly?" What was that? The very beginning one. I'm probably assuming yeah. is what you liked. <laughs> It was like, it was cumbersome, but naturally, we thought it was great. Exactly. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> we thought it was fantastic. <laughs> and then kind of in that same vibe, they were talking about how, I think it was in the, the quick slots, they were saying they really had to work at like labeling stuff for a new player, like kind of like taking a step back from the systems that they all knew and understood and figuring out how to label it such that somebody who didn't know what was going on and didn't know it by heart, like these guys who've been working on it for however many years now, just to make it available and readable for those other people. I thought that was a really cool thing to mention. I mean, obviously they've been doing it, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And they had also mentioned, uh, they said they got a slot for your your drugs. And they was like, hey, this is Mm -hmm. where you put your joy in other stuff. So I'm like, I'm yeah. like, well, what's that all about? Like, you mean like healing pots or something, or, or is there other drugs that do other, other things? You know, what's going on with all that? I'm interested to see if there's like some other cool drugs. Well, if you got a town that makes upper drugs, you're gonna have other kind of chemical experimentations, psychedelic experimentations, like, or something, or like yeah. you know, even just like a rage drug. You gotta have a, like a like a doom rage. Oh shot, man, you know? just make me the doom guy forever. Yes. I can dig it. Well, not forever. No, but at least forever. For a like, like a berserker shot or a, a some kind. Well, see if they're going to be trying to pump you full of joy. Maybe there's like an anti-joy mm. shot. So I assume come that. Up and, I assume yeah. there's downers. So like you can instantly bring someone down to try to convince them to help you or do something with. You know what I mean? 
Well, yeah, they showed the, uh, in that April Fool's video montage, they showed a crash syringe. Mm-hmm. They used it on one of the Bobbies, and he instantly started crying, and everybody ran over to him. Yes, that was, yep, yep, you're right, you're right. So, for sure we'll see that, but I'm hoping there's a lot of other cool little things up their sleeve for drugs and ways to use them to further your game along. Eric's very excited to do drugs. Hey, man, I, I can't wait. I you told know. you, I want to fly through this game high as a kite. Yeah, see? Killing see, everything on like, the side. Th- these guys tried to <laughs> tried to endorse stealing from your neighbors. Now they're talking about drugs. Take that's, drugs out of the game. That's guys. probably it's what over. it is. <laughs> you figured it out, man. Oh, we're terrible humans. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Speaking of terrible news and terrible things, this week there was no Nerdvana live, man. They didn't announce that they weren't going to do it. They didn't announce that they were. But I was like, well, surely after Easter and all the other things, they were going to come back. And they have not. And the only thing we have to go on, which I wanted to talk about briefly anyway, so it's a nice segue, is that Mm. we've seen a lot of posts from the Gearbox employees saying, Arr, life is tough. I'm busy at work. Which is a good thing. Not for them, because obviously now it's stressful and work sucks, etc. Well, it doesn't work suck. They always talk about how awesome it is doing what they want to do. Yeah. But that means they're busy as all get out on a project, on something. And Randy specifically tweeted, hey, I've been just working up to my ears here. I can't promote some other thing he was looking at and helping out. But uh, So that means these guys are busy. So I get it that uh, they missed out this week. Because they're all focused on whatever project it is. But at the same time, come on, man. You guys are going to turn into a five-star. And we're going to have to consume your souls. Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be so tasty. Now, question for you. I know the answer. I will ask you right now. How many episodes was it before we missed an episode? Uh, I'm going to take a wild guess and say I missed it. 34. (laughs) It was 24 episodes. And we had deep dives in between those. So it was more than 24 episodes. And when we missed the episode, a blooper reel came up. So we had content. We didn't just disappear. We didn't just, oh, maybe I turn into a five-star. Maybe I won't. No, we're here. We will never be a five-star. They are on the cusp. If I had a knife and fork right here, you know what? Next week, I'm going to put a knife and fork right here next to my pens. And I'm going to go shink, shink, shink. I'm going to start <laughs> sharpening them up. I'm going to eat them up. I'm telling you. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, over there at Gearbox. Let's hear something about that Nirvana Live. I want you guys back on air, rocking and rolling, so I can tune in and see what is the nitty-gritty going on over there. Because, you know what? Even if you don't have something you want to talk about in this particular moment, you're going to be announcing 5,000 projects pretty soon, and I would love to hear about them on Nirvana Live. So, you know what? Come on. Get it together. Get back in there. If you want us to come on there and help you out, you know what? Just give us a ring-a-ding. You know where to find us. And, of course, you can find us via any of the usual ways, via email at info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet directly at us and ask us to be guests on your show at thirdshiftme. And you can even send us a Facebook message. Find us under Third Shift. Huh. Indeed you can. We also have a wonderful Patreon set up. If you like what you hear, like what we're up to, please consider going over there, throwing us a buck, throwing us 20 bucks, $1,000, whatever you feel like. We treat it like a tip jar. If you can't, that's understandable too. Money is for real. Money is life. People will kill for money. So we get it. 
you can also support us by heading on over to all the different places, giving us likes, comments, mailbag questions, feedback of any sorts, any kind. It's all very much appreciated. To our current patrons, you guys and girls are the best. I did it again. Guys and girls, don't care, don't apologize. You are the best. (laughs) We love you. We appreciate you. And we hope you all keep coming back for more because we want to keep giving you more. That's right, of course we do. This podcast drops every Friday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 20th of April for our very next episode. Woo, 420, man! Oh, blaze it up! Oh. <laughs> Speaking of High drugs, rich man, or whatever, I don't know. Doritos, Cheetos, and all the other things, and smelling like a funk bus, I don't know. Like a skunk on Friday morning, <laughs> out by my house, waiting for me to come out to my truck and spray me. <laughs> Awesome. You can find that episode and so many more episodes on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Podbean. And as Eric always says, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out and we really do appreciate it. We do indeed appreciate it. You know, and I've told you a billion true to life stories on why five stars are important. I cannot stress enough that you need to go out there and throw us those five star ratings. The souls of all these individuals, animals and humans alike, depend upon it. This is their sole purpose. This is all they have left is for you to give us those five-star ratings. Please head on over there and do so. It brings us up in the freaking meters and all the other things that make people go, Wow, what a world today. What a page. Wow, what a podcast. Wow, these guys are so cool. Just get out there and do it. It takes 10 seconds of your life. You know what we need to do is make a pact with Randy Pitchford. When Nirvana is actually over he comes on our iTunes and gives us a five-star review. Oh. That's what needs to happen. That would be awesome. I'm looking at you, Randy Pitchford. By looking at you, I mean looking at Eric. I'm looking through Eric on my Skype feed, and I'm pointing through the laptop. Which way is south? That way. I'm pointing at you, Randy. Do it. Dude, we got a, we got a pact now. It's a pact. We got a blood oath. That's right. This is real. If Randy Pitchford discontinues the Nirvana Live... He will go to iTunes and give us a raving five-star review. There it is. It's done. It's a blood oath. Yep. If you go against it, I can't, I can't be held can't responsible, be held responsible for, what for what happens. No. Repercussions are deep. Deep. This episode got weird. <laughs> Good luck with that, Danny. And with that, I'm just going to say, don't, don't forget, forget to, to save. save. Shut up. And sit down.